0: Welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Our reading today comes from Psalm chapter 38. This is a psalm of King David, probably with an offering, a memorial offering. That's what it's thought that David is going before the Lord with an offering, which would be common in Israel. If you had a sin of some kind that you needed God's forgiveness and God's grace, many times you would bring an offering before the Lord. And there were all kinds of offerings you could could give. There were free will offerings where you could do this on your own accord. Uh, For forgiveness, you had whole burnt offerings. You had sin offerings. So many people believe this psalm accompanied some type of offering and would have been used after the life of David during those times of offering. We don't know specifically the situation, what's happened, but we do know David has sinned against the Lord and he feels true guilt and shame for what he's done. Maybe you've been there before. Maybe you as a follower of the Lord, you've done something. I'm going to tell you the worst pain there is is when you know you've done something wrong and you've hurt someone else and you've sinned against God and you're miserable. And that's where David is in the psalm. He is just miserable. We're going to see a way forward also, some good news. What happens when we sin against the people we love and we sin against God? What provision does God make to help us get through when we're riddled with guilt and shame? So let's read Psalm 38. It's a pretty lengthy psalm, but we're going to read all the way through to get the entire message of what David is trying to convey. O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath, for your arrows have sunk into me. And your hand has come down on me. There's no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There's no help in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. I'm utterly bowed down and prostrate all the day. I go about mourning for my sides are filled with burning and there's no soundness in my flesh. I'm feeble and crushed. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. O Lord, all my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart throbs. My strength fails me. In the light of my eyes, it also has gone from me. My friends and companions stand aloof from my plague, and my nearest kin stand far off. Those who seek my life lay their snares. Those who seek my hurt speak of ruin. And meditate treachery all day long. But I am like a deaf man, I do not hear. Like a mute man, who does not open his mouth. I become like a man who does not hear, and in whose mouth are no rebukes. For you, O Lord, do I wait. It is you, O Lord my God, who will answer. For I said, only let them not rejoice over me, who boast against me when my foot slips. For I am ready to fall, and my pain is even ever before me. I confess my iniquity. I am sorry for my sin. But my foes are vigorous. They are mighty. And many of those who hate me wrongfully, those who render me evil for good, accuse me because I follow after good. Do not forsake me, O God. O my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation." a pretty uh, moving situation here when you read through the words of David it's hard not to be moved by his words by his contrite heart it's also very vivid where he talks about the arrows have sunk into him and his wounds stink and fester i mean this is just a wretched condition now this would not be literal but he's speaking metaphorically this his Wretched, sinful situation is like a person with wounds that are festering. and I know that's grotesque to think of, but that is how bad the situation is for David. He is totally crushed, and now his enemies are using his mistake as an opportunity to capitalize against David. So now, those that would come together and confer and meditate And come up with plans against David. They're using this low opportunity of the king to plot against him. So it's even getting worse. And because of his sin, his own family stands away from him. They'll have nothing to do with him. So I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that before and know people that have gone through something like that, that their sin has been so bad, they've even alienated their own family members. But here's the good news. David is contrite. David seeks for God's forgiveness. He is repentant. We see as we get towards the end of the psalm, we get this heart of confession. He is sorry. In verse 18, I confess my iniquity. He's confessing his sin. He's, I'm sorry for my sin. I, I'm repenting for what I've done. So when we think about enduring pain, it's tough when other people have hurt us, it's tough when it's physical pain, but it's even tougher, I think. When the source of pain is you and you know it. You know you're wrong. It's hard to overcome that, especially when it's a horrible mistake. I call them unforced errors. We do it sometimes in life. Things we just know better and we say things we shouldn't or do things we shouldn't. And then after the fact, like immediately afterwards, we're like, why in the world did I do that? I've made my life so much harder. Why would I do that? So here's David writing out of real anguish. One reason I love the Psalms is you get true human emotion he's in anguish, he's overwhelmed, he's bowed down. He says, it's like a heavy weight pressing down on me. I can't even stand up under the weight of this. Because of his sin, because of his foolishness, he's at wit's end. And we all know of this kind of pain, at least to some extent. Trials in life arise because of our foolishness, because of dumb decisions we've made. And you can be really mad at yourself when that happens. There's this double pain. We're not innocent victims of someone else's folly. It's our own folly. So, does God have an answer? Does He really have an answer for these situations? Well, I believe there is an answer. And when you look at the New Testament, the Apostle Paul tells us that God wants to pile His grace upon us. Now, we're not to abuse grace. This is not the opportunity to just do horrible things and go, well, you know what? I'll just cry out to God. I'm going to do some sin. Cry out to God, you know, get another dose of grace and move on. But when we are truly contrite and we are honest with God, grace upon grace and mercy upon mercy come to us. It's not like there's some storehouse in heaven of, of grace that at some point it's going to run out. It's not like that at all. God will lavishly pour His grace out upon us and forgive us. Here's the hard part. Once God has forgiven us of that thing we've done, let's say we've done something wrong and we've hurt other people and we are crushed by it. Once we are assured of God's forgiveness and after confession, after we've repented, we have to learn to really forgive ourselves. That's the hard part. God forgives us and then we struggle with forgiving ourselves. And here's one way to look at it. If God has forgiven me, and I can't forgive myself, then you are saying your heart is greater than God's heart. Now think about that for a minute. If God has declared that you're forgiven, and you know that, and you keep beating yourself up over it and living in condemnation, whereas that's where the evil one wants you to stay. If you stay there in that situation, first of all, that, that's dangerous. It's a bad place to be because it's going to drive you deeper into misery and sin. But you are saying your heart is greater than God's heart. That you put God or yourself, your own will or your own thoughts about yourself as some type of idol that's greater than God and what God says. I hope that makes sense. But the good thing about this psalm we see today is we can mess up mightily. It can be crushing the mistakes we make. But there's always mercy there's always grace. For those that will turn to the Lord with a contrite heart, seeking forgiveness, you will get God's forgiveness it's insurmountable it's not like it's going to run out tomorrow Jesus secured that for us on the cross and thanks be to God for that well I hope this psalm has encouraged you today and I hope uh, these podcasts are helping you grow in your faith join us tomorrow as we continue back in the book of Acts
1: God bless